What is going on, guys? And welcome back to the Rad Lab, a podcast that dives deeper into topics to help you become a better athlete and a platform for athletes, coaches, and clinicians from the community to share their stories and experiences to give you an idea of how you can become the best version of yourself. My name is Liam. I'm a strength and conditioning coach here at Rad. I'm delighted to have you guys along for the ride as we share this journey towards further understanding the world of human performance. Now, today we're going to talk a little bit about in-season training for field and court sport athletes, uh, in particular how it differs from pre-season or off-season training and how you can best structure a training week in-season to get the results that you want come game day. Now, joining me in the lab once again, we have the great man Link Barnes along for the ride. How are you, Link? Hey, T, great to be here. Uh, I just want to say that it's great to hear you say what's going on, guys, again. I actually just shared the uh, a, a room with Hey, T over the weekend and every morning he'd wake up and that's the first thing he'd say. So it's actually not what he says in the podcast. It's just what he says in general day to day. Yeah, people expect it now as I walk into a room. Um, yeah, I've grown quite a following with it, I might say, Barnsley. So yeah, have to give the people what they want. T-shirt's coming soon. <laughs> Um, Barnsley, I thought we could even just kick things off um, for the people out there as we probably do often as coaches um, and in terms of in-season training in particular, we want to probably complete uh, a needs analysis uh, and just looking what an athlete wants or needs um, in-season versus, you know, their pre-season training or, you know, off-season or something like that. Um, Particularly for, you know, court and, and field sport athletes, they share some similarities for sure. Um, but there are some little differences in there um, that we could probably explore as well. Um, one of the most important things I think we need to consider for starters um, is what the athlete is doing in the gym and what they're also doing, you know, in their field or, or their court sessions, you know, throughout training as well. So for starters, um, in the gym, of course, you know, we, we want to look to maintain the strength that we've um, hopefully built up during that preseason block. Um, so we still need to be completing um, some form of, you know, heavy resistance training throughout the week. Um, but we also want to probably start to, you know, express a bit of the power um, that we expect to see, you know, on the court or on the field in our movements throughout the gym as well, don't we? Yeah, you're spot on there. And Dan Baker actually puts it um, in a really nice way. So Dan Baker is the, the old Brisbane Broncos strength and conditioning coach, took him to, you know, 14 uh, final series in 15 years. And he's a big believer that even during the season, your athletes should be getting stronger regardless. So yes, there's a, that we like to always think about maintaining the strength from the off season and pre-season in season if possible. Um, but he's a big believer in, yeah, improving strength and by improving strength he is uh, targeting that power straight away as well um, and that's something that we're yeah trying to obviously get across to all the athletes and the teams that we work with um, just how important that is and if you're a part of our program you understand how we program from the off season to pre-season into in season and there's uh, a very logical shift that you can see from the outside going in but obviously not everyone knows about that and how to obviously achieve that by themselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that uh, a lot of people might uh, not necessarily get wrong, but they might sort of over-prioritize throughout their season um, is, I suppose, almost keeping things the same in their, in their gym program if they're working by themselves. And look, as we always say, some form of resistance training is certainly better than, than doing nothing at all. Um, however, it's about being intelligent with, you know, not only the loads that you're using, but also the ranges of motion that you're using, the type of contraction that, that you've got going on there as well. Um, we see a lot, a lot of the time where, 
you know, off season, obviously that's a great time to promote a lot of hypertrophy in the body. We might be looking at a lot of heavy eccentric loading. So for people that don't know, obviously that's just the lowering part of a lift. So um, you might be looking at overloading an eccentric on a bench press or something like that. Um, and that will cause a lot of muscle damage, which will let, uh, in turn lead to a fair bit of soreness generally as well. Um, again, probably fine to do that or definitely fine to do that in an off season or a pre-season um, where we don't really need to be too worried about um, fatigue because there's no real big stimulus at the end of the week, you know, on game day. Quite the opposite in season, right? So we want to be not so much avoiding the hypertrophy, but just being really, really careful about how we're actually um, implementing it into a training plan throughout the week. Mm. And when we break down, I suppose, our training plans here, you can see that um, our, our Friday sessions are very concentric-based, limited range of motions, like those priming sessions are designed to be because exactly that. Yes, we want to stimulate the CNS and get the body moving, but we also want to limit the fatigue that we're actually in doing um, or creating, basically. With, obviously, the ma- majority of our lifts, we still need to stimulate properly. So, they're, yeah when we actually, and we'll look at our breakdown of our, our strength program Monday to Friday and what that kind of looks like, but it's a great opportunity for you to still hit some major lifts and get that stimulus and enjoyment out of the gym. I think that's still really important with in-season programming. You've got to enjoy doing it, otherwise you're not going to do it. Um, but how many times, Hainsey, do we hear that, you know, uh, it's it's in-season, it's the day before training or the day of training, I'm not going to train legs mm. because I don't want to be sore. And that's where we can really manipulate Yes, the, the type of lifts that we're doing by manipulating those angles that we're working at, the loads that we're working at to yeah, limit the fatigue and actually benefit the athlete rather than you know drive him into the ground. Absolutely. And that's the most, uh, I suppose that's the biggest thing that athletes need to be aware of is how beneficial um, you know, full body training actually is in season. You know, as you said, we want to not only, I suppose, maintain strength, but we also want to try and try and build on it as well. The only way to do that is to, to train those movements. Um, you know, something that we see a lot here um, or what we program a lot is just reducing, you know, ranges of motion um, with the squat, for example. So, you know, uh, off season, we might be looking at, you know, full range of motion, um, you know, 90 degree hip flexion, um, think that kind of thing. In season, that might become a box squat or a quarter squat where we're still you know, subjecting the CNS to really, really heavy loads. So we're still getting that um, that fired up, getting that sort of all happening there. However, we're reducing the range of motion. Uh, so then, you know, the musculature doesn't, you know, have that fatigue or at least doesn't have that soreness leading into, you know, if we program that, say, on the Wednesday, leading into, you know, how most teams tend to uh, train on the Thursday as well. You know, they're not going to rock up Thursday night and go, oh, my God, my quads are on fire. I can't move. I'm worried I'm going to, you know, tear a rec film or something like that when I go to kick a footy. Um, so just being, you know, really intelligent with how we actually program that and where we program it as well within the week. It's a good point. Like we, and we obviously preach this as coaches all the time, but we need to teach our athletes to be aware of those things. So if you are following a gym program and you're rolling into training super fatigued and heavy and sore, have a think about maybe what you're doing and is there a different way to approach things? Um, because yeah, it's, especially a, a typical bodybuilding split, which a lot of obviously country footballers, um, netballers might do. If they are rolling in quite sore, that's not what we want from a coaching point of view. We need to be, still be able to warm up, move, move efficiently, move at high speeds in those training sessions. Um, and hopefully the resistance training that we actually do complements that rather than, yeah, it has a negative effect on it. Absolutely. That's probably one of the, the biggest things that I love about training movements over body parts um, is just the fact that for one, we can actually spread the load out throughout the week. 
So you don't come in, you know, on a Wednesday and absolutely destroy legs with 20 sets of squats and leg press and all this sort of stuff, which, you know, on their own, you know, in their own merit are great movements and important movement patterns that we need to tick off. Um, but you look at that and go, okay, can we actually be a bit more intelligent than that? Spread the load out throughout the week, train those movement patterns across different days to then reduce the overall fatigue on the body day to day, but still get that stimulus that's super important to receive throughout a training week. Mm. Um, one thing that you mentioned there, Barnes, that I think we might even dive into um, is just looking at recovery for, for an athlete. So obviously, in season, um, if we go back to our needs analysis, one of the biggest things that an athlete needs to prioritize is their recovery. Um, so as we know, of course, the, the biggest priority for the week um, is performing in that game at the end of the week. So obviously, you know, most team sport athletes are, you know, they're, they're playing on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, without a doubt, that is the most important thing that an athlete needs to consider, you know, when they're looking at, at their week. Everything else, whether it's their, their field sessions that they're doing, you know, with their team, their, their gym, their resistance training, whatever it is, that is all supplementary to performing on game day. So we need to make sure that what we're doing throughout the week is giving us a stimulus to uh, maintain at the very least and even in some aspects improve um, without overtraining to the point where it actually affects us come game day. And like when we talk about actual recovery uh, protocol, I suppose the best, the best way to approach things is sleep. Um, and yeah, you, you need to start to listen to your body as an athlete, prioritizing sleep. You'll start to feel it. If you get run down by the end of the week, whether that's from work, from training, and you're rolling into the game day and you're absolutely flat, that's a really good indication that you are not recovering well. If you start getting little niggles, that's a really good indication that you are not recovering well. And we talk about this fitness fatigue kind of paradigm where, um, if, if fatigue, overcompensates and hits too high levels that's where our fitness levels are just going to be so depleted that we're actually not going to be able to perform and if you look at the exercise science that paradigm's designed to do that and to demonstrate that basically absolutely and yeah it gets to the point with some athletes that um might be conducive to, to overworking sometimes they think oh you know even in season i've got to maintain the same amount of volume in the gym as what i did in the off season combined with you know, the, the intensity at training, but then hang on a second. There's the biggest stimulus that you're going to receive for the week is on the weekend, right? So if you're trying to add that in on top of everything that you're doing already, all you're going to be doing is continuing to break down your body and pretty much go backwards. Um, you know, and, and we see it time and time again with, with athletes that, um, think they're, they're doing the right thing by just, you know, smashing their head against the wall you know, seven days a week um, and not prioritizing recovery because, oh, you've got to put the work in, you you know, you've got to do everything you can. Um, yeah, and they might be the ones that eventually, you know, they might suffer an injury that, that, they, that, are, that they don't foresee or, um, yeah, their, their performance on the field or on the court um, significantly, you know, declines. So really, really important that we actually look at what we're doing throughout the week um, and, and prioritizing what's best, you know, to perform come game day. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we that we need to look at as well, Barnsley, is you know we've we've spoken about it already, but um, yeah, we want to prioritize our, our sleep and our and our nutrition, um, but also actually one of the biggest things that you can do to help your recovery is just intelligently mapping out your week. Um, so you know if we're as we said before, you know we're smashing legs on a Wednesday or something like that to then try and train on the Thursday, um, is that the intelligent way to go about things if we're looking at? peak performance for training leading into you know a game day maybe not 
right? So what do, what do we sort of generally do? Um, or if you were to, to map out a week for, you know, yourself even as a footballer, and, and I know you work with um, with the Redan Football Club as well as their head of performance also. Um, how does a, a general sort of week look like for your guys in season from Monday, um, you know, through to, you know, Sunday obviously being recovery and then Saturday being that game day? How does that look? Absolutely. So, uh, so we are field training Tuesday, Thursday, so we've got to take that into account. And Monday, gym resistance training is generally a upper body focused day with lower body mobility and recovery. Um, so, yeah, again, when manipulating what kind of key lower body lifts we're probably not doing a, a heavy squat, a heavy hinge on that Monday because we are going to be carrying some kind of soreness and some fatigue from the weekend still. Um, generally, our upper body is going to be okay, so we can generally lift quite heavy um, if we need to upper body on that Monday. Our next big lift is on the Wednesday, so that's our total body. So that's where we can obviously target our, our lower body with a, a key squat pattern or a hinge pattern. We still have a little bit of... Uh, obviously upper body in there as well, but we are going to load our lower body um, and get those key lifts in there and those um, resilience building exercises as well. And then the Friday is probably one of the most important and one that a lot of footballers neglect and that's our priming session. Mm. Um, so that's where we're looking at those speed movements, uh, probably manipulating the range of which we're actually moving. And we're just trying to think about priming the CNS to get us going. Um, so we use that as a total body prime so lower body upper body um through there and all through the week we're still touching on accessory movements our core movements anything that we're still having issues with so obviously in here we call them our individual needs for our athletes mm. where say for example i know my achilles is going to be flared up um so i'm doing regular touch points with my calves and doing iso work to to try to get on top of that um so yeah three Three main days for our list and then our Tuesday and Thursdays can just be an accessory day where we can touch on. I think it's a great thing to have routine and we talk about this all the time, having that routine. If you are someone who needs to get to the gym every single day, you don't want to obviously go off plan and just do a random Tuesday, Thursday session. We still plan for a little bit lower intensities but understanding that they can still be lower body and upper body work but we just got training that night. Um, so for, for example, our Redan footballers, we probably have, uh, you know, probably six to 12 blokes in here throughout the week training from the senior side. Um, and they're, yeah, prioritizing their Monday uppers, total body Wednesdays, and then their priming session on the Friday with an accessory on the Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the reasons why we generally look to have that Wednesday session, um, as a, as a full body day, that's sort of our main session for the week um is yeah, it's quite simple when you think about it it's pretty much as far away from game day as as what it can get inside um, right like it's, you've had enough days to recover and then you've got enough days to recover again before you play absolutely um so yeah like we said before looking at um how you program and how you structure your week intelligently so you can still tick off all those key movements um you know and we all we've all been through it before where perhaps you know we've tried to do too much um, later on in the week or earlier in the week or something like that. And that might affect how, how the rest of the week looks. Um, but if we can, you know, tick off that, that key hinge pattern, for example, where, you know, traditionally, um, you know, things like hamstrings are obviously quite a common injury. Um, guys that are worried about doing a hamstring because they're overtraining in the gym, it's almost an oxymoron how that sort of, how that sort of thought process goes, I suppose, Barnsley is, you know, we need to actually be ticking off those movements to um, really make sure that we're, I suppose, building that resilience for the hammies 
Um, and the only way to do that is to actually train them, right? So it's not going, not stepping too far down down the line to be going, all right, we need to be doing, you know, um, hyper, you know, aggressive um, Romanian deadlifts with the bar where we're trying to load up for, you know, a max set of three each week or something like that. Yeah, of course, all right? We don't need to be, you know, looking at that kind of thing, but still doing things like, you know, whether it's an isometric hold or something like that, where we're still stimulating the the nervous system um, and still stimulating the muscle group, um, but just I suppose yeah, building that resilience um, at, at at an important time in the week, um, so then it's far enough away from game day that we can still tick it off. Um, how in terms of your Tuesday Thursday sessions, obviously you mentioned that's your main sort of field days. Um, what are the things that you're sort of looking to do with the head coach um, in terms of uh, volume and loads from session to session? Um, in season versus you know preseason. So as we all know, you know the hardest um, part of the year generally is is the preseason leading into round one. Um, that's when our volumes are generally at their highest, and we're looking to sort of peak um, fitness levels. You know, heading into the season. Um, in season, obviously, we expect those levels to sort of drop. But what are the things? What are, what are the things that you're focusing on in that Tuesday and that Thursday session? Um, those sort of key points that you want to tick off before the game on, on Saturday. So obviously, uh, gauging how the players are feeling is, is probably the biggest thing. Um, I'm a big believer in exposing uh, the the team to still some high speed running. We've talked about this before in a previous podcast. You need to get some high speed running in there as a preventative measure for those hamstrings, those soft tissue injuries. Um, the other type of uh, dosage that I like to look at is the acceleration. Um, and change the direction. We still need to be able to stimulate, get those ankles, knees and hips, all those joints working in a really nice sequence um, by limiting the fatigue. So we're still dosing those two things across a Tuesday and a Thursday um, as minimally but as beneficial as it is to the body, if that makes sense. So obviously we're carrying all that fatigue from the Saturday. We still need to be able to accommodate um, the, the training where we allow for, yes, we have some exposure on game day. We still need exposure during the week. Um, with the head coach, it's, it's all about maintenance in terms of fitness. So if we talk about volume, we can talk about uh, how many kilometres we're actually covering. Um, we're just looking to make sure that blokes are keeping their fitness levels where they are or if not improving them off that pre-season base. Um, and again, it, it comes down to how heavy the game was on the weekend. If it's a wet, absolute... Uh, slog in the mud, it's gonna blokes are gonna be sore all week. So that's where you need to manipulate things a little bit and talk to the head coach about things and maybe you drop out one, two kilometers worth of, of drills. Um, the preseason's incredibly important. The in season's just as important just to maintain. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, having those conversations or even you know, I suppose knowing that as a head coach is is looking at your your calendar, you know, throughout the year and going, okay, do we just follow a, a standard sort of structure where we have almost like a three up, one down type system where, you know, we want to deload the guys, you know, in season every now and then to make sure that we're not, you know, over accumulating that fatigue and, and then negatively affecting performance? Or do we look at it even from a week to week basis and go, okay, do we have the luxury with the team that we have of looking at, all right, we know that this week here, um, we expect it to be relatively easier than say um, playing against, you know, this team the week after. Do we then look at increasing loads for that week or, you know, tapering it off for, you know, the, the bigger games that we expect to have throughout the season? So even looking at from looking at it from that side of things um, can also just assist you with your, you know, your, your volumes and your loads sort of week to week. Um, 
what you mentioned there about high speed running, um, and I know we had yeah one of our that was our first chat that we had on the potty um, episode two, I believe it was. Um, if anyone wants to go back and, and look at that, that was some really good insight on um, just yeah how to expose yourself to high speed running and, and what you actually need to get faster. Um, but from a, a field and even like a team sport um, perspective, I was having a, a chat to the great man um, Shane Pongo the other day. Um, Shane and I work uh, at the Ballarat Swans. Um, so yeah, Shane being head physio and myself, um, yeah, head of performance there. And we were just sort of discussing um, how we can best expose our players to high speed running throughout the week. Again, without um, running the risk of, you know, uh, injury occurring, injuries occurring at training, particularly hamstrings and things like that. Um, and one thing that, that Shane actually found was a, a recent article by, um, I think it was Bashit. I, want, I don't want to butcher uh, the guy's name, but Martin Bashit, I believe it was. Um, was looking at um, soccer players actually and um, exposing them to high-speed running uh, 48 hours um, before their, their game day. Um, what they actually found was in the groups that uh, didn't do any high-speed running at all throughout the season, um, there was quite a high prevalence of hamstring injuries um, versus what they actually looked at was only touching it once. Um, so the exposure was literally one second um, for the week. Uh, and they, they uh, brought that exposure in, you know, two days before the game. Um, prevalence of, of hamstring injuries in game um, plummeted. Mm. Um, so even, you know, and a lot of guys, um, you know, when they're at training and things like that, they do worry about going flat out um, because of that whole, oh, if I, you know, build too much fatigue, I might pop a hammy or oh, I've never really run this fast before. So, you know, I might do a hamstring. Um, they're not really what you're thinking about in game you know when you're in game uh, you know a ball's there to be won or whatever or someone's there to be chased down it's go time time, right so um if that's the only exposure that you're getting to high speed running throughout the week is actually in a game stimulus where your body's already at extreme levels of stress you know it's basically uh, the most prime that you can be for the entire week if that's the only exposure that you're getting chances are um you're actually increasing your prevalence uh, or or your your susceptibility to, to a hamstring injury so um what we're looking at doing yeah, on those Thursdays, um, you know, on those Thursday sessions, just exposing the guys to to one second of high speed running, and then that could be, um, you know, monitoring it in a drill or even just at the end of a warm up where we do, you know, a short fly. So we might build for thirty or forty meters, hit absolute top speed for ten meters, you know, one second at best, um, and then just tapering off after that. So that's enough of a stimulus, believe it or not, that. Um, we're actually drastically reducing the, the chance of injury through the hamstrings, um, you know, without overloading the players and going, you know what, um, Thursday night sprint night, you know, we're doing 10, 50 meter sprints or, or whatever and, you know, accumulating completely unnecessary fatigue. So I think that's, a, a, I suppose, an education point that a lot of players, um, you know, can probably get their head around a little bit over time as well is, is understanding, okay, if I actually expose myself in smaller doses to these loads and, and you know, this high speed running or whatever it may be um, in my training sessions, you know, on the field or whatever, um, it actually probably sets me up to, to be able to perform better for one, um, but be, be more injury resilient come game day. And it, it is tough. And I, I always think about, I was just thinking about last night, I was with the soccer team and um, when you ask blokes to go at 95 to 100%, do, are they aware of that? percentage and are they aware of actually how fast they could potentially run and you can just you can observe it you can tell blokes are holding a little bit back as well so it's an education point from a, a coach being like i don't think you're running fast mm. you need to run a little bit faster to get to that 100 
basically high speed running absolutely um and that's that's something actually that yeah the study did mention is it needs to be 95 percent or more um to get that benefit so what they looked at was yeah they said um pretty much every single player throughout the um throughout the season uh in a training week will reach you know around 80 percent of of their max speed that's expected however it's quite quite a lot less that actually achieve that true top speed of 95 percent or above um and that is actually what is necessary um to produce that benefit like we said that the the dose does not need to be high at all it can be as little as one second um and that will actually drastically reduce that that risk of injury so um yeah where you hear sort of coaches or players that are a little bit tentative to i suppose program um high speed running throughout the week for fear of injury um like we said could be a little bit counterintuitive with with what they're thinking there so um Barnsley, I wanted to circle back, uh, see if there's anything else you wanted to sort of touch on um, before we wrap things up. Um, I think we've done a, a pretty good job of ticking off most things. Um, we've got, you know, we spoke about the resistance training in season and how we want to actually, um, yeah, how we want to uh, maintain strength and actually try and build strength there um, without, you know, overloading ranges of motions and things like that. We looked at, um, you know, on the field as well and how we can actually, you know, um, manage loads there and, and prime ourselves for for that game day. Um, and like we said, probably one of the biggest priorities to consider um, is that recovery, you know, is making sure that we're actually recovering enough to to execute on game day um, and, you know, get those dubs. So anything else you wanted to cover before we wrap it up? I think, Hainsey, to be honest, it's, it's a complicated subject when you dive into things the way that we dive into. Um, and... I suppose one of the the things that you need to realize is that if you're unsure about anything, seek out some assistance. So if you're listening to this and being like, this is going way over my head or it's just way too much to, to kind of understand, seek out some help, send us a message. We're more than happy to, to have a chat with you on the phone or to give you a couple of free resources because it is so much to consider in season when stress is high, fatigue is high. We might not necessarily be thinking quite right. Um, but yeah, the reason why we're in our profession is because we love this kind of stuff. Um, so if you're listening to it and you have, yeah, no idea, please feel free to reach out um, and we'll, we'll be able to help you and try to obviously plan out some some different things for you where, yeah, benefits you, benefits your teammates at the end of the day. If you're not on the park because you're injured, because you're not doing resistance training, because you're getting weaker, because you're getting nickels, you're getting injured, you're not doing your teammates any good. Um, so at the end of the day, we all just want to win flags and, and premierships. And to do that, you need to be on the court, you need to be on the field, you need to be, need to be performing at your best. Um, injury free and yeah hopefully off the back of this chat that's what you're doing very nice Barnsley. i reckon that is all all the uh, time we have for today appreciate you jumping on board in the lab again mate uh, i'm sure we'll have many a chat coming up um but yeah thanks for your time and sharing your insight today Barnsley. really appreciate having you here mate and thank you so much to you guys out there for tuning in wherever you are, and we'll see you back in the lab for the next episode very soon.